boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. Good morning to you on this Saturday morning, the 22nd of June. And if you've ever thought of owning a greyhound and wondered how to get involved, Stephen Spoljarek from Spolly Syndication will be chatting about greyhound syndication. And Melinda and Steve Walters will also be joining me to chat about their adopted greyhounds and in particular, one called Jimbo. What's making news around the kennels? The finals of the Gold Cup and Flying Amy Features were run at Albion Park on Thursday night with the Victorians unable to claim a victory. Seneki was in a great position but it was Feral Frankie too good in the Flying Amy and Bago Bye Bye a convincing winner in the Gold Cup. Tornado Tears started the favourite from box two but was unable to get a decent break to defend last year's title and was unplaced. It must be the month for retirement, says Bernie Carolyn announced that he will be stepping down from duties as GRV chairman. Bernie came into the industry at its most tumultuous time and ensured GRV had addressed all 39 recommendations put forward by Sal Perna, the Racing Integrity Officer, and Charles Milne, who was at the time Victoria's Chief Veterinary Officer. During Bernie's time, prize money and returns to participants increased, wagering increased, rehoming rates improved dramatically and euthanasia rates dropped significantly. Bernie essentially has assisted in ensuring welfare standards have and continue to improve, which begins to restore some faith in our industry with the broader public. Personally, I'd like to thank Bernie for giving me his time and being someone I could trust and who was always willing to listen, so I'd like to wish him well for the future, for his future endeavours. Deputy Chair Peter Duncan will be GRV Acting Chair for the time being. The National Coursing Association have had their fair share of bad luck this season with another meeting abandoned last weekend after the lure breaking down at Lang Lang. The three feature events have been scheduled for next weekend and they do continue on to July the 7th. The Meadows are preparing for Christmas in July, every Saturday night in July, so if you have a Christmas sweater or even a onesie, you are encouraged to wear it as there are prizes for the best dressed. And whilst on the Meadows, Marg Long has only one week left before her retirement. I hope to catch up with Marg on next week's show. With positive feedback from the new lower dual lure system at the Meadows and Sandown, Warrigal, Cranbourne and Bendigo will commence using the said lure in July, totalling five tracks and up to ten meetings a week. More info on the GRV website. Respected greyhound journalist Roger Clark passed away earlier this week after an illness. Roger's career spanned more than 45 years, predominantly through his talking breeding column, which was in several publications, including the Weekly Times. This also included a size list and other editorial content. In most recent years, he published an online magazine, the Victorian Greyhound Weekly, that has fortunately been purchased and taken over by new management. Condolences to Roger's friends and family. Five heats of the Cranbourne Winter Cup were held on Wednesday night with a $20,000 to the winner final this Wednesday and Gap have their adoption day at Sandown today. Let's hope a new batch of dogs find their forever homes. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Joining me this morning is Stephen Spoljarek who is the manager of Spolly Syndications. Uh, Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Simon. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Spolly Syndications, we've heard the name, we've seen the logo. Uh, can you tell us where it all began? Well, it's a bunch of mates who we um, play cricket with going way back, I think roughly 10 years ago. We went and bought three pups from Dapso Auctions and, uh, and um, 
yeah, unfortunately, one of them didn't make the track. One did, uh, and the other one did as well. Um, and funnily enough, the one we only paid five hundred dollars for had a long career and um, yeah, won about ten races and only T three dogs. But um, we had a lot of fun, and uh, well, we saw the boys on a Melbourne Cup function night where um, a dog by the name of Parkwood Pirate got up for us, and it was a crazy celebration. I suppose that's where it was probably hatched to get involved in. Uh, Indicating at a bigger scale, just bringing the joy to people for, obviously, when you buy a $500 dog, you know, it's um, <laughs> probably you're way ahead getting into the track, but he raced on to about four and, four, four and a half years, 100 starts, and and yeah, well, we didn't make a fortune out of him, but um, we had a lot, lot of fun having a couple of bets on him, he was winning a good odds for, a lot for us, so that's probably where it all started for us, I would say. And syndication is something that um, makes it easy for people to get involved in racing, isn't it? And not such a huge outlay. They can choose how much they're willing to invest and what their budget is. And it takes the hard work out of finding pups, well, you do anyway, because people can buy shares through Spolly syndications and race pups. And like you've mentioned, um, if you've got a Melbourne Cup winner, it would be amazing and awesome. But you're just happy to get greyhounds to the track and let people have fun. Yes, well, that's what we pride ourselves on making sure we get off to give every dog a chance to get to the track and, you know, and, and try and win a race, obviously. Um, I think we're running at about 90% getting dogs to the track. Um, obviously, not all those win, but most do. Um, and then on the small minority, the ones that haven't made the track for us have just not gone quick enough, unfortunately, and um, preferred being pets, I suppose. So, <laughs> and then the other thing is we obviously rehome our dogs 100% of them, so that's a very important part of our business as well. But that's all with our business how we've got lots of owners that um, makes it easier to rehome as well. I think 50, we don't even, I don't even think we believe the resources of GAP in a sense of um, getting um, homes for our dogs very often. Um, we're over, I think we're over 50% of them just go to our own customers, to be honest. And um, we just use GAP to get the green collars and make sure they're very civilised dogs, I suppose, just to tick that off. So we're very big on that. And part of our licence agreement with the licence um, is that all has to happen as well. So, But that's also comes into line with all of GRV rules and um, regulations as well. So we're, we're, yeah, we're running a very um, honest business, I suppose, and it's, uh, trying to get that winner for the customer is obviously the most important part. And sometimes when it doesn't work out and they've got in the pup, we do offer um, them into other race dogs, you know, as and when obviously we've got shares available. So we don't like to leave a customer leaving us without getting a winner if we can, well, we can only try our best, can't we? That's right. And I've actually got some guests coming up in my next um, segment that have had shares with some of your pups and have rehomed one of your dogs through the syndications when they owned it. So I'll talk to them later. But I think the other thing, Stephen, that um, I like about your syndication process is that you breed these greyhounds and rear them and train them as well. So you actually know the life cycle of the greyhound, um, whether it's had injuries, you're not buying greyhounds um, you know, from other people or that may have had an injury that hasn't been disclosed. So it's quite, like you mentioned, a very honest system. It, it is a hard thing when you're getting other people's dogs. You know, the, A lot of people won't disclose what's happened in their lifespan, but you're right. It's um, oh, yeah, much easier for us in all aspects as well. We've had them as pups and get them through to rehoming and we... We're pretty much all the ones we've got are very civilised dogs and, um, like I said, 100% rehoming rate with us at the moment. And We are breeding our own now. We used to um, source out dogs, but we've got a fair few on our books now. Um, very well bred, um, which you can only always improve. And as you know in the game, it's not, not an easy game to make a quid, that is for sure. So it's just try and 
bring it fun to people is probably the main thing, eh? You know, so that, um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Do you um, is there potential? Do you get other trainers to take on the dogs as well, Stephen? Like, if it's just too much for you, or um, is that down the track that you hope to have? You um, know? Yes, well, we've we've just um, in the middle of um, buying a twenty five acres right next to our property. We have plans to expand, but in the meantime, obviously. I, I try and do everything, but obviously we can't, especially with three young kids. Um, so what we've been doing, pretty much racing dogs, obviously, but now I've just started to, um, I think I've got um, a couple going to WA next week, um, and it's just very hard to keep up. I've got a lot of pups coming through, so we are having to sort of be a pre-trainer, and once the dogs are conditioned and ready to race, just send them out to trainers as well now at the moment, until obviously we've got our own expansions built, which will probably take a couple of years, but... Uh, yeah, but they're very trusted trainers we use constantly. Um, you know, we've got about, I think, about four or five trainers that use us, that train our dogs for us at the moment. So, but that'll look, that'll grow to be a bit more, I would have thought. So, uh, and, oh, uh, definitely. Um, the other thing about your syndication process is that you are the only legally compliant greyhound syndication service at the moment, aren't you? Which really does give people that confidence and that trust that um, everything that's happening is above board. Um, there's no hidden extras. It's just uh, the way it is. It's, um, I think it's, like we mentioned, the trust aspect is a big thing for new time owners getting into the sport. Yeah, it's very important when you, uh, well, the reason why we've got a licence, obviously as a small family, as we were digging into this industry getting bigger and bigger and bigger, we obviously with my partner having experience in the tax office and that and uh, understanding the laws, I suppose, and then that obviously, as you can imagine, a young family want to invest in an industry where you obviously without a licence was um, scary because obviously you could build your business up and then all of a sudden, you know, the tax man or a disgruntled customer takes you to court and then you've got to pay all your money back. So that sort of mm. put fear through us. Um, so, obviously, the wife being the brains of that side of it, she um, <laughs> created and made it all happen, I suppose. And, and it was probably uh, an impossible job, really, when we started. It didn't look... Uh, it was very difficult to get. Um, so, that sort of... And, and as you said, it's trust for the customers. Like we, we, we need to disclose everything when they buy in the shares. You know, we've got to pay for a PDS, which is about $1,000 or 500 and then everything has to be disclosed. Um, there's no... Well, it's not meant to be anything hidden, but obviously with vet bills, you can't really predict all that. Um, but pretty much, uh, oh, that that's yeah. right. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. And I, and I think you know, people getting into a syndicate, um, the shares can be quite small and inexpensive. But it's more about the fun aspect, not about um, you know trying to, like you mentioned, buy a five hundred dog dollar dog and hope to win the Melbourne Cup. I mean, everyone dreams of doing that, but the reality exactly. is not <laughs> quite that. No. It, it, well, I always just say, let's the first, obviously the first step. Always try and buy a new pup is our advice, as you probably would know that as well. And it's uh, a bit of a lottery like that, isn't it? And, you know, let's get it to the track is the first big hurdle and let them go in fields and then hopefully win a race. And once you win a race, you, you know, you should be satisfied. If you're lucky enough and they go on to win a lot more, well, then great. But you can't come into this industry thinking you're going to be a millionaire. It's just, you're just going to disappoint yourself. That's uh, right. <laughs> and, uh, there's a lot of, you know, but like I said, our strike rate of getting the track is very high. And, but we've got a massive attention to detail. Um, we're... Um, and we, and we work our butt drop to try and make sure that you know, we, we explore every avenue and, you know, and with the help of Peter Gavin, our breaker, he does a lot of the brain work for me and then I get him and, and rarely do they make a second visit him. But, you know, obviously when you have a litter of eight, one will probably end up going back for a second visit. You, you know, have that, have that problem longer. child, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, don't worry. I've got one. I've got a brilliant litter. Seven of them are great, but one just 
looks at the law and says, huh? what do you want me to do? You yeah. know, it's like you're just chasing your head thinking you're a dog, you're a grey, and you're supposed to chase that, mate. Like, yeah. That's all good. So, but, hey, we won't give up. He'll go back again, and he'll have another He'll have another go. And, um, and worst-case scenario, he's going to make a good lounge pen, isn't he? He sure is. Now, uh, Stephen, tell us, I know you've got your Spolly Syndication website, which is quite comprehensive, so people can actually view pups on there, can't they, and decide sort of what sort of shares they might like to purchase? Yep, yep, that's all up to date there. Um, at the moment, we're still sort of teething out. We're changing out a little bit of our payment system, but that's nothing for the customers to worry about, but you can always purchase. Um, yeah, so we're in the middle of um, very close to doing a Sky Racing um, TV advert. We've got the commercial ready to go. We're just trying to time it right, I suppose. Um, and at the moment, we're sort of ironing out a few things on that website, but um, but it doesn't stop anyone purchasing. It's, um, yeah, it's just polysyndication.com.au, isn't it? So, um, yeah, it's um, it, it's great, and I think um, you know, syndication is the way for people to get in, and people on limited budgets as well, and they can just have a lot of fun and all the hassle and hard work of finding a dog has been taken out of yeah. purchasing. So, Stephen, it's been great having you on the show this morning, and I'm sure you'll love to hear the interview that I have coming up next. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh well, we we know Melinda and Steve very well, so <laughs> yes, they're, they're probably perfect examples of um, you know, they've. The dogs they've had have just been oh, average and but they've won races and you know that excites them every time. Especially the husband Steve, I reckon he, he um, must jump out of his seat every time he sees one of them go around and and he and he probably rides every bump. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they're quite fanatical, I suppose that, that family. Yes, and they've got one um, that they raced that they are in shares with as a pet now. So it's been a, a great um, great morning of syndication oh, and and rehoming. Twenty-four kilo little thing she was, and she managed to win a couple of races for him, so that was good. Yeah, no, they're uh, they're very in love with her. So, yeah. uh, Stephen, thanks for joining us this morning on Talking Greyhounds, and uh, we will be listening out and watching out for Spolly syndications. Yeah, oh, we've got plenty of good ones coming through. So fingers crossed they can uh, win some big races for the owners. Eh? One day it'll happen. <laughs> One day. All the best of luck. No, it's not. Simone, thank you. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And joining me this morning are Melinda and Stephen Walters, who adopted a greyhound called Jimbo a couple of years ago. And Jimbo uh, proved to be a greyhound that um, didn't settle into pet life very easily, but he's found himself well at home with me, Melinda and Stephen. Good morning, guys. Hi, how are you going? Good morning. Very well, thanks. So can you tell us all about Jimbo, how you came to get this greyhound? Um, He's problems at the start and how he is now yeah um well i'm on well we're both on all the greyhound sites on facebook and get posted a a big post up about jimbo saying that you know this gentle but very shy and timid boy needed a home but and they said that he danced like a ballet dancer (laughs) (laughs) and um and i said to steve i said you know look can we go and have a look at this dog and you know, we might be able to do something good with him. So we rang Gap and went up the next morning and, um, yeah, then we brought him home. <laughs> so what was your initial reaction when you saw Jimbo or how was he towards you? He started off very quiet and sort of uh, a bit standoffish and that. But uh, once he sort of came up and he had a bit of a sniff and we gave him a bit of a pat, he was quite he was quite good after that. We um, we had to take our other little dog up with us as well so that uh, we they could sort of see how he was going to get along with her, and both dogs got along really well. They played together for a little while, and um, yeah, it was it sort of went from there. He, he he ended up coming home with us. It was it was a no brainer in the end. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely story. Had you had greyhounds before? 
No, not at all. No, not at Just all. racing one. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did mention to me that you were involved with some syndicates. We'll get to that later. But um, So having a greyhound as a pet, um, was it challenging at first or was it just something that you just all sort of managed very seamlessly? No, not at all. He just sort of, he blended in. <laughs> right. So was... Sorry, was it a surprise to you then, though, that he'd been up for foster in foster homes and up for adoption for a while and couldn't find his perfect home? Yeah, it was. It was quite. I was quite surprised by that because, like, he, he was such a he's such a well mannered and so like his temperament's just unbelievable. So it was a bit of a surprise that he that he was up there for so long. So, what do you think it was about your approach, or maybe do you think it was your family home that um, just made him feel very settled right from the start? Yeah, I think a bit of both. I think it was our family life and our gentle natures as well. And we, I mean, it did take a lot of encouragement with certain things, like if he was petrified of most things. But right. with constant everyday reassurance and um, things, and he he's just become such a beautiful. He's a he's an angel. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Look, there'll be thousands of people who can. Um, validate that for you with their own pet greyhounds because even the racing ones, you know, there's some real gems amongst them and um, they do, like we all know, preaching to the converted, uh, make beautiful pets. But what's changed about his personality a couple of years down the track now? He's a lot more outgoing. He's um, he's quite happy to go up to, to people and have a sniff and, you know, anybody that comes to the front door or comes through the front door, he's pretty much on straight away, so... He, he um yeah he's, he's just he's, he's come out of he's come out of the shell that he was in so much it's just yeah um like we've got uh, our, our little grandson that lives with us as well and um he absolutely loves him so it's, yeah it's it's just a completely different dog to what he was when we first met him. And you can both attest to the fact that greyhounds are like potato chips. You can't stop at one, can't you? Exactly. <laughs> You've got three three black ones now too. Three black ones. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we um we adopted uh, we adopted one of our ex race dogs um, from Spolish Communications after she retired. Um, and our other girl, um, she's got a condition with her eyes, um, Panis, so she's on three lots of eye drops a day. Um, but that was sort of, she was sort of pretty much along the same lines as, as Jimbo. She was um, sort of stuck in a kennel and, um, yeah, sort of no one really sort of wanted her either. Um, we found her on Facebook as well. So the lady we got her off brought her down. Um, we spent a couple of hours with her and, she sort of just wandered around the house in the backyard and explored and things and had a look around and uh, got along with um, Jimbo pretty well as well. So that was, um, that was another no-brainer. We took her as well. So we've got forever now. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly um, the Greyhound family. And Melinda, you've had suffered from anxiety and you've found that the Greyhounds have actually helped you as well, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. I've suffered with anxiety since I was about 17. Right. Yeah, I, I just find, like, they just know, like, if, if I'm upset or I'm, I'm having a bit of an anxiety attack, Jimbo knows and he's right on me. And he'll come and cuddle up to me no matter where I am, whether it's, you know, on the couch, on the bed, wherever, he'll he'll be right behind me and cuddle up to me to say, it's okay, Mum, I'm here. <laughs> right. Had you ever felt that from any other pet animal or dog that you'd had in the past? No, and I've always had animals, but no, not like the greyhounds, they're just, I don't know. They're just a different breed. They're, he just knows. They're just beautiful. 
I think because they're around people all the time and, you know, got that routine with training, they just seem to be very intuitive. Um, they know if it's race day, if their meal's a little bit different or if they're missing out on their breakfast because they've got to go to the races. They just seem to know. They um, have that that sixth sense. And um, talking about racing, you're involved in um, a syndication. We've already spoken to Stephen Spoljarek this morning who, who runs the Spolly syndications, but you've had a lot of fun with their greyhounds too, haven't you? Oh, yeah, we got a ball. Yeah, we've, yeah we've, we've met we've met a lot of good people too. Made a lot of good friends, but yeah, no, we've um we've we've had a ball with Spolly. Yeah, yeah, we've had about six or seven with them. So yeah, yeah. And, and he is so big on the the whole life cycle of the greyhound. He breeds them himself, and then he races them and rehomes them. And um, like we've mentioned before, you've already rehomed one of the greyhounds that you were in a syndicate with, which is absolutely wonderful. Yes, that's great. And one of our other retirees, we just found a home for her. Right. So, yeah, it's great. Oh, it's fantastic. You're fantastic advocates for greyhound adoption in general. So are there any more on the horizon or is three enough at the moment? Well, it's been wonderful talking to you both this morning and thank you for your time and great to hear the update on Jimbo because I know that um, even Alan Clayton knew about this greyhound and uh, knew that he was looking for a home so it looks like he's found his perfect match. Oh, he yeah, sure he has. Sure has yeah. <laughs> and you have as well. <laughs> yes, definitely. Sure. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Thank no problem. you. Thank you. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. Away, Black Opium began only fairly well. Away was Wild Ash, Jakey, Seneke down the outside. Punching up behind them then was Black Opium as they go into the first corner, followed by Shaky Diesel, then Nengar, Diva, Fernando's right, Feral Frankie, and Glorious Ismir was last. Wild Ash, Jakey leads the flying Amy off the back by a length over Seneke. Two away was Black Opium, followed then by Feral Frankie and Shaky Diesel around the corner. Seneke goes up and goes wide, getting through Feral Frankie. The Feral! Feral Frankie won the flying Amy. Got a dream That was another outstanding performance again this week from Feral Frankie in the Flying Amy Classic on Thursday night at Albion Park, and he gets my run of the week. Last week's dog to follow, Weblek Jack, won at the Meadows last Saturday night in 29.90. Mapunga Cruiser is yet to be drawn in a race. My dog to follow this week is Illusion. Five starts for three wins, including a 29.35 at Sandown last weekend. He did line up in the Vic Breeder final at Sandown on Thursday night, but after a slow start, he never got into the race, but still one to look out for. My best bet, race six, number two, extra speed tonight at Shepparton in a grade five final. He's a quick beginner and no pace either side. The quickest in the field over this trip to date. Coming up, we have the Greyhound Adoption Day today at Sandown. Brisbane Cup Heats next Thursday and Bendigo Cup Heats next Sunday. And until then, you keep those tails wagging.